0: senores ladies and gentlemen welcome on to today's special edition of Phillies talk live of course i'm your boy el barcelo philly and this is a special edition because i don't need to reiterate it your philadelphia phillies our philadelphia phillies will be playing in the world series ladies and gentlemen yes the great fall classic the phillies on an improbable run concludes with the almighty championship series against the tough and listen on their way to a dynasty, Houston Astros. And this is definitely looking like it's going to be an exciting series. You got star power. You got two teams and two markets that, listen, not typically would you expect them to be or not. Listen, I understand the Astros aren't somewhat of a dynasty. I mean, dude, they've they got, they've got been through uh, feels like through the World Series almost half a decade. But I really don't think that this is going to be a runaway for Houston as many anticipated to be. I think that the Phillies bring something to the table here that's going to make it not only an interesting series, but tougher than you may think it is. I think it's more up in the air than a lot of people think. But we're going to talk about it all. I'm going to break it all down. We're going I'm going to get your guys' takes as well, your guys' thoughts heading into the World Freaking Series, ladies and gentlemen. And I thank you so much. I know it is a little bit early for the preview. I feel like we should have this out tomorrow. But with the schedule and the way it's going, Right now, we got the Sixers going on right now. And yes, ladies and gentlemen, we are DVRing that one. We'll be watching that. Fast-forwarding through the commercials right after this one, leading up to Duke by the River tonight. Special edition, Eastern Conference final edition as well. Part of the reason why we are so busy right now But we have Christian Polanco of the Soccer Cooligans coming on. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that one. Of course, we're going to have Union Match Preview. Of course, we're going to have Eagles Game Preview. Of course, also, we're going to have Flyers Talk Live tomorrow night as well. On top of Sixers Talk Live. So obviously, guys, the schedule is busy. So I figured let's get this in while we can right now. Two two nights before the start of Game 1 of the World Series. So guys... Get excited! It's a great time in Philly sports, and I'm excited to be talking about it with you, you beautiful, beautiful people. All right, ladies and gentlemen, um, guys, keep dropping your comments in the comment section. We'll be reading those as the live portion goes on. Let me know what you're feeling about this matchup. What worries you most about the Houston Astros, or what doesn't worry you about the Houston Astros? Let me know everything that has to do with the Phillies and the World Series in the comments section. Um, I'm throwing, I'm dropping the uh, the link to the to the uh do backstage to come on in the show if you guys would like to be a part of it i would love to hear from you guys copy and paste that bad boy backstage is open so come and hang out for a little bit i'll get you guys in here in just a little bit um and of course as a reminder ladies and gentlemen um today's edition of, of philly's talk live is sponsored by lotterrain watches ladies and gentlemen if you are in the market for a brand new watch consider checking out terrain watches high quality watches at a bargain price Right now, ladies and gentlemen, if you go over to the checkout page, use my promo code, ladies and gentlemen, yes. My promo code, Parcetophilly, for 10% off your purchase of a lottery watch. one. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure you guys take advantage of that great deal. Awesome stuff. And, of course, guys, a reminder, make sure you guys follow the new TikTok account. It's up and running. We got some great content already up there. So, make sure you guys follow for some more Great Philly sports content. Never want to miss out. We got so we always got some good stuff on there. Always some good stuff. Awesome. All right, guys, listen. I can't believe we're here. Like, I think the the only way we start off this preview is we got to think about how we got here. How exactly did this team get here? And I, and, I, and the one the way I look at it, guys, this all started during the lockout you guys remember, we had the lockout lasted about, what, like three months or so, and it felt like we might even get a season underway, but in the end, we did. We got 162 games underway, and I think two things to the rule changes really helped the Phillies, and if it wasn't for both of these rule changes, we wouldn't have been here right now. Number one, expanding the playoffs. Having seven teams instead of six, which I think was the year prior, or even five before that, or even four before that. I think that was a very big key to this. Because think about it, the Phillies wouldn't have made the playoffs if it wasn't for that seventh wild card, uh role. Because obviously they didn't take care of the job. Um, they got beat up by the Mets pretty much. That put them in a bad spot as well. I think they got, they were close to 500 with the Braves, but I think the Braves won the se- season series against the Phillies. But if it wasn't for that seventh and final wild card spot, the Phillies would have not been in that situation wouldn't have been in this situation right now to be competing in the World Series. So that's number one. Number two, it's the universal DH, the implementation of the universal DH, not only in the American League, but also in the National League as well. And we talked about how that was the most important part because when you look at the way this roster is constructed, there's a lot of DHs on this roster, whether you looked at Reese Hoskins, Nick Cassianos, Kyle Schwarber, Alec Bohm, and of course, Bryce Harper. And the thought process was, eventually down the line, Bryce Harper would be your DH, but of course, injuries do happen. And for Bryce Harper, that happened a little bit earlier than we anticipated as he battled on early on that UC tear in his elbow. Excuse me. And so if it wasn't for the D universal DH, Bryce Harper would still be on the injury list and trying to rush back and get back on the field and, and hit in your th- in your three hole. So by, by having the DH... You've had Bryce Harper throughout the injury still be extremely effective. He's having the playoff of all playoffs. The walk-off in the, well, essentially the game-winning two-run home run shot, I should say, in game five of the NLCS wouldn't have happened if you didn't have the DH. So to me, this season starts off with that lockout, with those two main rules. Then you get out of the lockout. And with a a stable of great free agents available to supplement this team, the Phillies did what I felt like was the best possible case. Guys, remember, we were in the running for Chris Bryant. We were heavily in the running for Chris Bryant. Even Bryce Harper was trying to chat it up with his buddy, Chris Bryant. Yo, Chris, come to Philly. Come play third base or center field, whatever. Come play with me. We'll win together. Chris Bryant decided to go off to Colorado to rot away, which luckily, thank God. And instead, the Phillies went out and got Nick Cassianos. Went out and got Kyle Schwarber. Now, with Nick Cassianos, the excitement was a guy who, listen, had a has had a great career, but has never been able to win the big, big thing. Had a really solid season with Cincinnati as well. He put himself in the MVP conversation late in the season. And you had a guy who was able to bring the, who were able to bring a little bit of that chip on his shoulder to, to hit in the middle of your lineup. And then you bring in Kyle Schwarber, a big bat who can lead off, who's hit, who's hit in very clutch moments in this sport, in the playoffs. And so those were two huge signings. Obviously, you had the Johan Camargo, which obviously, you know, Johan's all out of the organization now. Guys, it's crazy. Johan Camargo out of the organization. Thanks to Edmundo Sosa. That's wild. And that's another great move by him. We'll, we'll get to that in just a little bit. Corey Knable was a big signing as well. And unfortunately, we can't use him right now. I think he would have been serviceable at this moment. I, I really do. But the Schwarber and Cassiano signings were huge. So you go off to start of the season, right? And it starts off with a bang. Kyle Schwarber leading off. Hits a home run in game one against the A's. That's how you start off this this run with with this team in game one. And then after that A series, things start getting back to reality. And you start dipping a little bit. You were an under 500 baseball club. You get swept by the Mets a couple times. One of the worst losses, the worst loss of the season. You blow a not was it a seven nothing lead or nine nothing lead to the New York Mets, and you wind up losing in extras. And then the losing continues. Just a abysmal play on the on, on, on the diamond in general was just terrible. And so Joe Girardi, who was heading who was in his third season with this team, with a lot of expectations, and most in his tenure with the Phillies. You know, he's underachieving. And so it lends to one of the biggest decisions of the season. Do you fire Joe Girardi? And this was the debate throughout sports radio, throughout fans, cooler talk everywhere. Should you fire Joe Girardi? Dabrowski decided to pull the trigger and he and he fired Joe Girardi about little over a quarter way of the season. And where people like myself felt like this wasn't the move that was that was going to excel the Phillies. We get in Rob Thompson, not knowing much about Rob Thompson besides the little you can read on Wikipedia, having his his tenure with the New York Yankees, the familiarity with Joe Girardi, that kind of rubbed you the wrong way just a little bit. But then you're thinking, look, a lot of the times, terms work because number one's a fresh face, right? It's a fresh voice. But Rob's been in this game for a long time, and he knows all the nuances. And so he had a different perspective of what was going on within that dugout. So when he came in and became the lead guy, the guy, the manager, he knew exactly what to do, and he went right to work. And some of the big things that you saw the difference of why he was so successful to the point where this team's in the World Series, I, I, I have to lend to three big things. It's it, Number one, it was the implementation and giving the opportunity to some of the young kids and playing them in big roles. The first series after that firing was against the Los Angeles Angels, and that's going to be one of the staples of the season. Having Bryson Stott, Matt Veerling, I mean, Alec Boehm had a big role, but having those guys have big roles in that series was huge. Bryson Stott with the game-winning was at the second game of that series. That was a big part, continuing to ride the young kids throughout the season. Bryson Stott has developed wonderfully this year. I still think the bat has a lot of room for improvement, but his defense is really solid. Now, he got picked on throughout parts of the season, especially in the latter parts. But overall, I think that his development is heading in the right direction. And I mean, heck, he's playing in the World Series. What better development than that by playing on the big stage? Matt V has always been a utility guy. Last year, he ends the season with a 300 batting average. And so he comes in this year in a battle of center field position. It's like, it's Mickey Moniak, it's Matty V. It, it, it's Odubel Herrera, you know, who pick your pick your poison. But Matt V has has stepped up and has gone through the trials and tribulations this season. He's still here. Odubel, by the way, Odubel might get a ring, which is freaking hilarious. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy to think about. But Matt V withstood all that, and he's still found a role with this baseball team. He's essentially what your third, your your 3rd or sorry, your fourth outfielder. He's your number one coming off the bench. Um, I look at Alec Bowman, his development. You, you put him in the, the obviously in the Philly daycare, the Phillies daycare. Alec Bowman is taking some huge strides this year, dude. We were literally contemplating whether this guy was a bust at the beginning of the year, and the whole "I fucking hate this place" moment really turned it around for Alec, dude. After that, I don't know what clicked in his head. I don't know if maybe just a kick in the butt is what he exactly needed, but there was a different Alec Boehm that we saw night in and night out. Of course, Bailey Falter takes the takes the reins, and he becomes your 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 fifth starter, your fourth fifth starter. And that was a big part of it. The handling of the bullpen. Not putting your piece your guys in tough spots, and they really have reacted well, allowing Caleb Cotham to do his thing as well. And I think that's been a big part of this, too. Making the job easier for your guys. That's the big. That's a big part of what the manager is. And then number three is just guys fighting for him. These guys will fight for him. These guys respect him. When you're celebrating a wild card win, an uh, NLCS, uh, I'm sorry, NLDS series win, an NLCS series win, and Rob Thompson's going in front of the club and he's giving a speech and he's giving all the credit and all the love back to the players because it's about them. His job is just to put those players in the right spots, and he has done that. And that's been a big part of it. Now, the crazy part about it is typically in the playoffs, the hottest teams going into the playoffs are the ones that usually are playing at this time. But, dude, this team was not hot whatsoever heading into the the playoffs. I think I heard in their last 21 games of the regular season, the Phillies won seven of those games. Seven. Seven games in 21 days. They were literally stumbling into the playoffs. I I do think that the big momentum shift, the big shift, the big switch that turned on for this team was in that final series against the Astros, ironically enough. That win to clinch the playoffs and not allowing the Milwaukee Brewers to do it for you was a big moment. That was the preview of what the Phillies could look like in the playoffs. Aaron Ola was spectacular. You got clutch hits, especially from Kyle Schwarber. And that's exactly what we have seen leading into these playoffs. You get two. Now, the two wins in St. Louis were a little shaky, but, dude, you got the job done. You swept. And then the series that, listen, not anyone anticipate the Phillies to play in the way they did against the Braves. That was spectacular. A team that's had your numbers over the past five seasons They've just got done winning the World Series of a year prior. You lost the last two series against those boys. And you got to start off the series in Atlanta. And they took game one. And that was the big factor. Split in the series, coming back to Philly. And all you needed was that one win. Or two wins, I should say, because it was a split series. But, dude, that was big. Because that, honestly, like, I I felt like the Phillies could beat the Cardinals. Like, I honestly felt like the Phillies could beat the Cardinals. The whole, like, it's Albert's last whole The Cardinals got to get it done. I'm just like, get the hell out of here. Goodbye, Albert. Pleasure knowing you, but adios. But the Brave series? That really showed me something. Because that's a team that is a thorn in your side. And that's a team that knows how to get it done in this time period. And they made the Braves look like the Phillies. <laughs> they really did. They rocked their star. The when they rocked Spencer Strider, dude, that was special. Because that dude really rocked you this year. And when they rocked him, it was done. Absolutely done. They rocked Charlie Morton. They rocked Max Fried. It was it was special. Bryce Brandon Marsh's three run home run shot, dude. Special. Reese Hoskins, three-run home run shot, special in that series. So I felt really good going into the NLCS going against the Padres. Now, like I talked about, that was a pretty evenly matched-up uh, opponent that I would I would say against the San Diego Padres. But on paper, it just felt like the Phillies had a little bit more. But again, it just continuing with that momentum, continuing on that magic ride. Rob Thompson, make his decisions working again as questionable as you may think it is most the majority of of his decisions have paid off for this baseball team and that's why we're sitting where we're at it it it, it really it truly honestly is he's gambled and sometimes to win championships you got to take those those educated gambles and it's it really has worked for them i mean like throughout the padres series right Kyle Schwarber's 420, or 488 foot home run, the longest home run in Peco Park. You get a fantastic start from Zach Wheeler and a 2 1 victory or 2 0 victory. You, you lose game two. And that was a game where, listen, you got lucky to go up 4 0 because you had some bad defense by the Padres, and the Padres really took control of Aaron Nola, which is going to lead into our, or one of our points that we're about to talk about. And and it's a 1-1 series. They come back to Philadelphia. Ranger Suarez looks great. Bailey Falter a little rocky. Yeah, a, little, a, little, a little rocky, but the Phillies got the job done. Game five, Zach Wheeler on the mound, your ace. It's raining. I'm thinking it's going to get delayed like game five of the World Series in 08. Bryce Harper, man. Bryce Harper with the moment of his career, a moment that we'll never forget in MLB history. That's one of those type of hits. And he deserves this. He's And the thing is, is that his, his injury was a big part of the season. We didn't even talk about that. His injury in San Diego was a big part of the season. And for him to bounce back from that, he was struggling. Coming back from injury, he struggled. And he, and he kept grinding. He kept trusting his own process. And he got to where he's at right now. And it just, if he continues playing like this, it's going to be so hard for this Astros team to get it done. So that leads us to now, the World Series, the best of seven, to hoist the World Series trophy. Now, look, a lot of the a lot of the 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 narrative around the series is that the Phillies don't have a chance. The Astros are just way too much. I will agree. There is some good talent on that team, and we haven't faced off against a team like the San Diego, Diego, the Houston Astros. We really haven't. But I'll tell you what. The Astros haven't faced off against a team as hot as the Phillies. I mean, the Mariners were kind of hot going into that series against the Astros, and they took care of them. The Astros haven't lost a game in the playoffs. This is going to be a daunting, daunting task. This is very. It, this is why I say this season, this run is very similar to the '93 team. Good. It, listen, that '93 team was good, and they were rolling heading into that World Series, and we're going up against a, a juggernaut again in the in the Astros. Will things be different though this time? I think that for me, the main key has to be the offenses. Because I do feel like the Phillies and the Astros pitching staffs are pretty damn good. Like, I think that our pitching staff can stack up against their pitching staff. Honestly, I feel that way. Now, obviously yesterday, we got the announcement, Aaron Nola is going to start game one. There are valid points of why Aaron should and shouldn't start game one. I'm still leaning more towards that Zach Wheeler should be starting game one. But I can't be too mad at Aaron Nola starting game one. If Aaron Nola loses or, or has a bad start in game one, it is what it is. Remind you guys, before you guys freak out after game one, if it wasn't for Aaron Nola's performances throughout the playoffs, we wouldn't be in the situation that we're in right now. So despite all that, I still do feel that Zach Wheeler should start game one. Zach Wheeler is my ace. Zach Wheeler is who I put in a big situation. And I want my ace to be starting away from Citizens Bank Park because it's tough to win on the road, especially in the playoffs. And if it's anyone that's going to get it done, it's going to be my ace. But we'll see how that's going to pay off. And again, it's tough to... Question topper, because a lot of his decisions, whether you agree with them or not, have paid off. And here's the other thing, guys. It's going to come down to the offenses, in my opinion. Who's going to make the plays? On the Philly side, I do, listen, I do think that Bryce is going to show up, right? I think Bryce's magic's going to continue. He wants this. He's hot right now. He's in his hero moment. He's in his hero era, as they would say. And it's going to be a different guy every night to to step up besides that. We we might have a Reese Hoskins night. We might have a Schwarber night. Heck, uh, look, there's two guys that I'm looking at to have a big series if we're going to win. It's two guys that really didn't have much of a good series against the Padres. That's Casty, and that's Bryson Stock. I would like to see one of those guys have a ball game. Imagine Bryson Stott, as young as he is, stepping up in that type of moment, that would absolutely be, be spectacular. But I really do think is who's going to make the more more plays offensively. I really think it's going to come to that type of series. I do think the I do listen. The Phillies defense is not perfect, and I know that. You still have a hole at Reese Hoskins at at first base. Nick Cassianos, you still really can't trust out in right field. Right, like there are still there are still holes here. I mean, Jitsugura is. You know, he makes a lot of nice plays defensively, but, you know, he has his mishaps as well. But, I, I listen, I want to believe that this defense can hold up here against the Astros. So, to me, it comes down to offense. And, obviously, listen, Houston's got some big pads, guys. Jordan Alvarez, dude, this guy is, he's, he's, he's disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Big left bat. Listen, they get rid of Carlos Correa. Well, they don't get rid of him, but they allow Carlos Correa to walk, right? And They got Jeremy Peña coming in here, and dude, it's not—they even lost a step. They—it's they, crazy how that works. Yeah, obviously, you still got um, Altuve. Listen, he's not the same uh, Altuve as prior, but he's still a big vocal leader in that dugout. Guriel is a big bat as well. Um, Bregman—not what he was once in the years prior, but he's still listen. He's still due for for a big series. Trey Mancini's the DH. <laughs> guys know what you guys know what he was doing with the uh, with the Houston, with the Baltimore Orioles. I'm sorry. You got the local boy Chaz McCormick from Westchester. So some good bats on this team, and we saw them before the season end. If you guys remember. And when I look at the pitching, the, the starting pitching matchup, I like my I like my chances. I like Verlander in game 1. I listen, you all know his record in the World Series. And that's got to make you feel good about this series or this game 1, I'm sure say. Valdez is it, listen, he's 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 a nice little lefty. That's for sure. And Lance McCullers, that dude can get the job done as well. I think my question is, you obviously know Nola Wheeler Suarez for game 3 back in Philly. Who's game 4? Who are you going to roll with game 4? I know everyone is writing off Bailey Falter, but I don't think I would per se. I feel like in that in this type of situation, if you got listen, his last start against San Diego was bad. Now was his opportunity cuz he haven't pitched in these playoffs. But he's got to be due for one, right? But then you got Noah Syndergaard who had a great start when in his little bullpen session, bullpen session, bullpen game. He went like 3 innings. And against the Braves, I believe. That's obviously something you can go with, too. I don't think they'll go Kyle Gibson. I I don't know how you can go Kyle Gibson in this situation. But you would definitely have options. And this bullpen has been great for you. Serenity Dominguez, Jose Alvarado, Zach Eflin, Andrew Bellotti. They've all been huge for you guys. Kyle Gibson's been coming out in bullpen situations as well. So the bullpen to me something I'm not going to worry about. Again, to me, I, I think the big difference is going to come down to offense. Who is going to make more plays offensively? And I think that the Phillies need to get back to. I didn't see a lot in this past series against San Diego, which was surprising considering who's playing catcher for the Padres. But extra bases and stealing bases, I, I think to me that's going to be big. Especially when you know you're going up against an opponent, opponent like the Houston Astros. Those type of things are going to be very, very much important. Any little edge that you can possibly get, it's going to be important, guys. Any little mistake can kill you. That's how important this is. the The, the line is very thin here in the World Series, guys. What's up, Zach? Astros are scaring peeps because of the hundred plus wins, dude. They're legit though. They are legit, man. And the thing is, is that there's like a bunch of hungry kids. Like I think of like. Alvarez and Peña, like to me, that's the cornerstone of this this current Houston Astros team. They're hungry. They're young. They have nothing to do with the past teams that made the World Series. It's crazy. Put them in the NLAC, see what their record is. That's a good point. Listen, NLAC was tough this year. Between Atlanta, the Mets, and the Phils, it was tough. ALS is definitely not like that. Definitely not. I mean, you got the lowly Oakland Athletics in that division. Texas Rangers spending all this money for for what? To lose to the Astros. And I'll say this: the Houston's run of terror is probably going to come to an end. So I like that Seattle team. Shouts to, shouts to all, all, shouts to Lucas Kraken. Shouts to all the Seattle fans out there. I think their time is coming soon uh what's up Kyle what's up We've got Kyle Porter Potter I'm sorry Kyle Potter checking in wheeler's velocity went down around pitch 80 give him the extra day off well you get your you get your wish Kyle you get your wish because he's gonna get that extra day off and we'll see if that actually will uh will, will, will be a factor and listen like I said like there's good reasons for why Aaron Nola should or shouldn't start game one there's good and bad reasons obviously Having Aaron Ola, we know how regimented Aaron Ola is. So, you know, I, I guess that, that's a good point, right? I just pre- prefer to have Zach Wheeler in game one. It's my ace. Just how I am. Uh, I don't know if they make the playoffs in the NL East. I, it would be tough, man. It, it would be tough. I think that, I think the Phillies wouldn't make the playoffs. If the Houston Astros were in the in the NL East, I don't think the Phillies make the playoffs. Let's put it that way, Zach. Do you miss Zach? Do you miss the Astros and the NL? It's so funny. Like people forget about the uh, the '80 World Series and the NLD NLCS that year, going up against the Astros in the Dome. Can we can we play this World Series in the in the Astro Dome? Let's let's throw it back a little bit. Let's have a little throwback feels. Let's play it in the Astro Dome. <laughs> and you know what? Make the Phillies wear the maroon. We're wearing the maroon. We're wearing the powder blues. Let's throw. Let's throw it all the way back. is uh, gonna wear their throwbacks. That their throwbacks are what they wear now. Let's go. Let's go throwback. Let's go throwback, guys. I'll be honest with you guys. I know I need to predict this World Series, and it is tough for me to pr- predict this World Series. Again, I don't think that the Astros have this locked. And by the way, the Astros were favorites in twenty-one. The Astros were favorites in 19, and NL East teams beat them, the Nationals and the Braves. Can the Phillies get the job done? Dude, this would be incredible if the Phillies got the job done. Truly incredible. Um, I'm going to say this, guys. Despite this magical run we've been on, I don't think the, the, the Phillies get it done. I hate saying that. I really hate saying that. I got the Astros and six, guys. I, I, I just, I got to, listen, I keep it as optimistic as I possibly can. But I'm not going to lie to you guys. I think honesty is very important, and I I'm, would never lie to you guys. And I'm going to keep it real. I think that the Astros, especially with Alvarez and Banya, they're hungry. They're, there's a different hunger, and it's a very talented team. I think it's going to come all the way down. It's going to be a tough one. But I think the I got the Astros in 6. Astros in 6, guys. I hate it. I hate it, but I got to be real, guys. We do have history against them. That's true. That is true. If they if the Phillies win game 1, this could be in the Phillies' favor. And I hope I'm wrong, obviously. Kyle's got Phillies in 6. It's not a bad that's not a bad guess, Kyle. It's not a bad guess. All right, guys, it's going to do it for Philly's uh, game preview. Thank you so much for tuning on in, guys. We'll have the game one recap following the uh, following the game after game one. So make sure you guys stay tuned for that on Friday night. We're going to go ahead and watch the Sixers now, and then we'll be back for Duke, by the River and Sixers game recap later on tonight. So make sure you guys stay tuned for all of that. Let me know your predictions in the comment sections, guys, even when we get out of here. Drop your predictions in the comment section. Um, make sure you guys hit the like button and subscribe for more Philly sports. Obviously, like I said, we got a crazy schedule going on for the rest of the week. So make sure you guys are subscribed for more Philly sports. Reminder, we were sponsored by Lots Rain Watches. Make sure you guys check them out and use the promo code Parcero Philly at the checkout page. Ladies and gentlemen, I go by the name of El Parcero Philly. And I'm telling you guys, let's go Phils. Win the damn World Series.